And welcome back to the series finale of season two preludes. I gave you guys the county version. Now I'm giving you the other side of Baltimore. I know like sometimes like when I'm out of town, let, let me start there. When I'm out of town and people find out where I'm from, they say, say Baltimore. I don't say Baltimore. But then they like, I'll, I'll, I'll be smart and say it like Baltimore. And they be like, no, don't say it like that. Say it like how y'all say it with the W. Like, there's no fucking W in there. But for the people that listen to it, because I know it's people out there that listen to it that's not from Baltimore. 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 Don't ask me nothing about the wire when you see me either. Like, all the riots and shit like that. Like, I really don't care. But anyway, this episode is titled City Views. Um, I'm calling this the series finale. Um, I chose to make this series because it was like I needed to explain to people where I'm actually from. Um, in general, the Baltimore as a as a whole city and county. I'm from the county, hence why I've been called Baltimore County forever. But I needed y'all to understand why I'm the way I am, or why people in my area are the way we are. So, um, I, it was a it was a good idea, in my opinion, to in between me trying to figure out what I'm gonna do between seasons one and two to put something out. So y'all aren't left hanging with nothing to listen to. So, um, city views. I have a special guest, my brother. This this man I've known for what about six, seven years now, six years, yeah, about six years. And, um, I'm so proud of him. He he's came a long way. Like since the day I met him when we was in Atlanta training for our job that I won't actually mention at all through this podcast because I can't, um, and, uh, I don't want them flagging me. So, uh, yeah, like since I met him in training, um, just a close friend, my, one of my best friends, um, I have Kyle Johnson, uh, I guess you can give him your IG name if you want, uh, you can follow me at a Kyle, a underscore Kyle. That's A Y Y E E E underscore Kyle. Hey, what's going on, man? Ain't been much, man. Uh, it's just, I'm just, I'm real happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. On thank you. Being Likewise. married. My man is a married man. One of my, I think you're my first friend. To get married, I know my um my man John's engaged, and Rel is uh about to be married. I think next year he's gonna get married. But you finally tied a knot. So like, what is, what is it like being married? It's a great thing. Uh, it, <clears throat> it has challenges in it, just as any other relationship you're in. But it's not. It's one of those things where you just can't get up and walk away. Feel me, you. I would say you're forced to work it out, even though a lot of people don't do it that way. But I would say it, it's something to look forward to in life. You know, it, it brings out the best of you. It brings out the best in you. You know, it brings out things that you've never thought that you could do. You know, just throw it the whole nut uh, in the whole shell in the nutcase. It uh, it's a pretty fantastic experience 
So like, all right. So when we was uh, I, I talked about this on I think uh, the bitch let's talk podcast. Um, shout out to them. Um, but when you <laughs> when you pulled your phone out and was showing the girls that were there, like just how your interaction with them and just showing them like you showed them your whole family. You showed them Pepper. You showed them Casey. Shout out to them. Um, it, it was, I came back to the table and I'm looking like this nigga's, this nigga's showing his family. Hey, y'all see this? This nigga's showing his whole family to some fine women. Like, so like, how, how do you, what's, what I want to say? Like, how, when did you know, like, this is it for me? I don't, I don't need to be on the market anymore. I need to, I need to make sure I can make her an honest woman. Like, when did you know? It was time. Uh, let's say me and Pepper has been dealing with each other for about six, seven years. I say about, honestly, I say about the, in between the third and fourth year that I finally decided like, yeah, this is it for me. But a lot of people say, oh, why you wait so long to actually, because I was so worried about the financial aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But then I figure if we're together and we're building, why not be with someone that you can build with and if you can struggle with them, you can go through it all. You can make the best out of it. So that's when I finally just went and did everything I needed to do and got the ring. And uh, on our birthday of 2016, I said, um, I asked her, could she be my wife? So like, so uh, so, the day of the wedding, I and I use this now. It's a running joke between me and Kristen. It's like I want that ugly cow cry. I need that cry. <laughs> like I seen yeah. that your lip was buckling. It's like that. That kind of emotion is that's not rehearsed. Like nah, not so, at all. So like it's just one of those like. It's like one of those mixed emotions that you have. It's like you're excited, you're nervous. It's it's just it's so much running through your mind. I swear that whole day when I got up the, that morning, went got my head cut, I was fine. It wasn't until the photographer came to take the pictures of us getting together that I was like, damn, this shit, this this for real. After that, I was still like, okay, cool. And then it got to me get to the point. Of great walk down the aisle, and I heard the music play, and the door opened. I was like, oh, I can't turn back now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was like, one. I'm still holding my composure a little bit. I I had a couple little little crocodile tears come down before then, but uh, when I got up front and seeing everybody walk down, then it was time for uh, <laughs> for her to come down. Rather get carried in halfway. Yeah, I heard. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, cause no, my baby, she dramatic. She's <laughs> yeah. right extra. Hey, yeah. You feel me? So, uh, but I love it about her. So she got carried in halfway. Her father met her the other half, and she walked down, and it was just like one of those. Damn, she beautiful. Uh, uh, damn, this is it. We actually here. We making this happen. You see everybody else excited for you. Then uh, 
it was emotions like oh, I wish my grandmother and my grandfather was there. Mm-hmm. So it was just like so many mixed emotions, uh, excitement, nervousness. So yeah, it, it it's one of those. If y'all can go do it, try it. Nigga <laughs> said, try. <laughs> if y'all out there, y'all want to like you know go try the food called marriage. You can go ahead and do yeah. that. <laughs> oh, um, your mom recently celebrated a birthday. How was that? Yeah, uh, it was a blessing. Uh, to actually have her turn fifty-seven, you know, still in her right mind, still in good health. It was, it, it was, it's a real blessing, you know. My mom's been there for me since day one, so it's been times when I, I felt as though her support wasn't always there, mm-hmm. but you know, at the same time, you know, she has her own life to live, so. That's about it. So switching gears, like what? Uh, what is it like growing up in Baltimore City? Uh, I would say it's uh, it's an experience. It's one of those unique experiences because uh, you're not always afforded the opportunities that everybody else might get. For one, growing up in Baltimore City, going to Baltimore City Public Schools, uh, you. Can't drink out of the water fountain. <laughs> for real? Yeah, it's, oh, it's wow. lead pipes in the water oh, fountain. Oh, yeah. So you can't drink out the water fountain. Uh, the books, the materials, everything that you are afforded. Not saying that in other, like Baltimore County, they don't have those problems too. Mm-hmm. But speaking from growing up in Baltimore City, going to those schools, uh, it was kind of rough like you, you the books you had the books the water uh students you got 30 and 35 students to a one teacher classroom it's mm-hmm. like so when you have people that have learning disabilities or don't learn on everybody else everybody else's pace it's like you, you like move backwards because yeah, you fall to the wayside yeah so um Speaking of uh, other than that, just the the aspect of the neighborhoods you live in, the racks that you used to go play in. Some of them they shot uh, shut down. They they claiming that there's no money in the city, but uh, we got these red light cameras and everything else Man. giving you tickets, money somewhere, you know. It definitely is. Uh, I- speaking on. Uh, the wrecks getting shut down, community centers, but uh, they getting money to build stuff. Every day you look, you see on the street, you driving, your, your car getting messed up because you got all these potholes that oh they fixing. God, so, uh, bro. Yeah, so it's real. Potholes in the city, bro. Yeah, and potholes in the Especially city, they real. Especially on Park Heights. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, my God, bro. That's why uh, I the go down there. Oh, no. I can give you some better ones up on uh, North Avenue. Oh, yeah, North right, Avenue. Yeah, terrible. Right up North your Avenue. Your whole left side of your car be, like, in the ground. Yeah. Belvedere, too. Yeah, all Belvedere, of it. Oh, yeah. Jesus, man. That's why I'm going to the city. That's why yeah. I'm Baltimore County forever for a reason because I'm not going there. This shit is crazy, man. So, um, growing up, like, did you go to clubs? I you did. look like a dancing ass nigga. I'm pretty I sure did. I said I, that the very I, first time I met you. Yeah, man. you actually did tell me I was a dancing <laughs> ass nigga. I mean, I like to dance. I wouldn't want to say that I was one of those uh, at the one area dancing yeah. Brandon type niggas. Brandon. It, Dancing Brandon, the ones, uh, King Kai, you had all of them oh. fucking BV, 
they in that bitch taunting and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't do all that. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't talented enough to do all of that. But I can give you a mean ass crazy lady. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't yeah. dropping back though. So, everything I had to do, everything I had to do, I had to do on my feet. Open. It was upper body. It was, yeah, it was upper so, body. I couldn't do nothing. So, like growing up, you ever went to a kitty disco? I did. I never been there. I what is the kitty uh, disco like? I went to. Uh, let's see. I used to go to Choices Kitty Disco. Um, but Choices it was a strip Jets. club, though, right? Yeah, but they had a little kitty disco. That's really disgusting. Day. It is. So you had Choices. You had Hammerjacks, Paradox. That was about all the ones that I went to, but it it was um. Looking back on it, mm-hmm. it was uh, it's funny, because I see the guys they would have on it uh. Some Air Force Ones, <laughs> some <laughs> long ass capris. Ah, shout out um, to Doctor Denim, man. Yeah, with the long ass capris, a jersey, uh, one of them long ass big ass jerseys, and a headband, and a, a headband <laughs> with a do rag. <laughs> Some of them had the flat out. Everybody had braids. Yeah, everybody had the Mario braids. <laughs> Braid my hair type action. Oh, um, man. The females, they used to have on... Uh, I know that mother was mad doing their laundry because they used to have four or five iron possible shirts. <laughs> with, the, with the belt. With the, the bands. oversized shorts. Yeah, with the bands <laughs> coming all the way up there with the name belts. Oh, man. The name um, belts. We talked about that on the calendar. Yeah, you had all of Shout that. Shout out to Cuzzo's. Uh, even oh, down man. to the, they used to wear the jersey dresses. Oh man! With the baseball off. socks that they would turn it. it was hot. You couldn't tell them. They, 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 you couldn't the tell Dickie them. The dresses too. Oh yeah, they used to have oh, that. Man, my my girlfriend in middle school. Um, I'm not I'm not telling you your name. I'm not saying your name. But anyway, my girlfriend in middle school, she had she was light skinned girl. She had a red dicky dress, and it's like at that point, it's like you like. Well, I was like. 12, 13. She had like hormones raging. I thought she was like all sexy and shit. She had like, she had a little dress flare open. I see her little breasts. And I just be like, oh my God. You are everything to me. She's the devil now, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but you know you are. <laughs> like, but shout out to you, you know. But you'll I go in with all that stuff too. on and then you come out at the kitty disco. All sweated, breathe, sweated out, everything. <laughs> Looking whole like front of like, your jersey like nasty. got blue on it from the dye from the jeans. Oh getting... man, what was parties like in in like the city? Like y'all like y'all homecoming dances and like little hood house parties and stuff like that. What is that like? Honestly, let me get first on it. I used to have. I can't speak for everybody, but I used to have like the wildest house party ever. <laughs> like my mother and father, when I lived over there behind Morgan on Northgate, it was like the wildest house parties. Like it got to the point like they wanted to charge, but they didn't. Like at, it, at your house, at in the basement at my house. If you come in a basement of my house, it smelled like everything under the sun. <laughs> I mean, to the point when the parties was over. You would really find it. We were in middle school at this moment. Mm-hmm. You would find like thongs and uh, bra. Like, oh, it was a mess. <laughs> Looking really back wild. on it, we was like, wow. But uh, them parties was lit, man. That's when you could go to like Mondarmin or like security and get the um, Kenny K or... Uh, Oh, oh, the mix joint, yeah. Uh, I, I, club Anthem CD. Yeah, that's a good And you just put way. like three or four of them in there and just let them rotate. Oh, it was it was Kitty crazy. K, Kitty K. It used to be down to the point that my brother, uh, Devin, my cousin Russ, 
we all we used to like decide like how we was gonna do it. So sometimes we have like we say it's a pajama party. Everybody else would come. We in middle school with pajamas on. I mean, we all, you know, we older yeah. now, so you know what that makes you yeah. do. You know? I mean, we, we was feeling real good. Yo, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Shout out, shout out to all the guys yeah. that was in your wedding party, yeah. man. They were some good, good, genuine men, but, yeah, dog. Those, uh, those yep. partying uh, at the club, it was a house parties club. It was, it was fun. You can't do that now like that mm-hmm. no more. But back then... It was it, it was genuine fun. Like we, it wasn't to do it. You know, we was all doing it just to have fun. You know. All right, so let's go back. You mentioned um, K Swift. Um, actually, at this time, I, I have Yaya, my older sister here. She actually knew K Swift. So, um, what do you tell me? What your fondest memory of K Swift is? Sidebar: K Swift was. Um, a Baltimore legend, and outside of Baltimore, I think she was a murder mommy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a DJ here, and pretty much brought the club scene, the Baltimore club scene, outside of Baltimore. Mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. So, um, I know at one point they had her on MTV talking about it, and it was a dude that worked with us at that job that um, was there. As a kid, and I seen him, and I seen him on the ramp. I was like, "Yo, you was on MTV talking about the club." He's like, "Man, chill, yo. I was young." I was like, "Dang, Nick with the missing too." You know what I'm talking about? Nick with the missing. Yeah, he had a missing too. You wore glasses. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Tell me your fondest memory of her, or just like what? What was it like growing up? Cause you grew up with her, right? Um, eighth grade, ninth grade, yeah. So the whole thing was I went to Old Port eighth grade. Went to Johnny K before that. That was when we moved. And she, Tasha, Greg, Previn, Devin, all of us used to be together. And they lived off of Old Port That's and Mason's. Hi, say hi Mason. Say hello. <laughs> yeah, she likes to talk. So we used to just walk around to each other's houses. Um, of course, I wasn't supposed to be out. And we used to walk from Old Court to Liberty Shopping Center. And Devin and Greg are cousins. So Greg's house was around the corner from Kia. He actually gave her the name K-Swift. Oh, really? He gave her the name K-Swift. Because they had this thing where they everybody wanted to be a rapper or a DJ. But Greg had all the turntables and the records. And Kia, in fact, Tobias gave Kia all his um, turntables and stuff. Really? Yeah. So oh, this is good. Yeah, so everybody knows. Um, so we used to just go in the basement and they would do their thing. Everybody just sitting around listening. So when she became who she became, it wasn't a surprise because... That's who she said she was going to be, and she was really determined. So, you know, high school, I wasn't around because they went to Randallstown. But. Tough, Randallstown. Yeah. Double M, one A, Milford Mill. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, because all of them went to Randallstown. I was the only one that went to Milford. So. Devin went to Randallstown? Mm hmm. Boy Devin. Boy. 
Who's boy Devin? Boy Devin is girl Devin baby father. That's really weird, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's really <laughs> Yeah, so weird. but yeah, we used to walk everywhere because nobody had a car. We used to walk from old court to middle. the pizza spot. What pizza spot? The pizza spot where they tore it down and where Walmart is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some good but pizza. But the first bro. spot we would always walk to McDonald's because you know everybody worked at McDonald's. Yeah, it was a, it was a... And we lived in Rockdale at the time. And... <laughs> you don't even know where Rockdale is, Mason. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was just just being around her, creating the image as a young person, actually having her dream realized was amazing. And then the hear that she passed, it was like, oh my god. So, but I would see her occasionally as I got older. And, you know, it was always like no time passed. And, you know, she went through her her transformation, as I always called it, when she lost all the weight. Okay, baby. And then she started getting more attention. And it was just, it was crazy because everybody made it seem like she just became this person. She was always that person. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, how society is she was just more visually appealing later on in life Mm -hmm. so she got more airplay more attention more more everything it was like and I felt bad because while I've known her knew her for so long and then to see all these people especially when she passed all these people I'm like but you didn't know her know her Mm -hmm. like you only knew her because She's in the club now, and she's on the radio, and she's on TV. But you didn't know her as a person growing up. Mm-hmm. So, but she was great. Real silly. Mm. But, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mason, even though you talked. But you, you tell will, Uncle Corey, bye. This, this will be published. So, it's kind of like, would you smile so hard for? <laughs> tell me it's your debut. Published. So, this is your debut. On, on, you know, on an episode on my podcast. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Say good night. You gonna say good night? Or you gonna be rude? Okay, I'll take that. Thank you. I love. Say bye bye. She don't say bye bye. She says hello. That's fine. Come on, baby. All right. Thank you. Yaya has her own episode in season two. I do. Yes, you do. With Rakeem, Queen's episode. It, it's, I got, it's family thing. But Kyle, yes, back to Kyle. Yes, I had to get that story out because Yaya was here and I knew she she actually knew K-Swift. But K-Swift is a really big part of the Baltimore culture and still is to this day. Um, the While we're here, I'd like to bring something up. I don't understand... How New Jersey gets recognition for Baltimore club misses. That's just me personally. I feel like the culture was actually started in Baltimore. But they get a lot of, like, even down to the whole Tyrese thing. And people, it's it's written and says, Jersey niggas always crazy. Whoa, 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 nigga. <laughs> That's a Baltimore sound. That is a sound that throughout this industry, a lot of people take and rip apart. Like how Jermaine Dupri came here. And sign boss man. 
but then went back on, I want to say Day 26 album and made a club beat. With, but that's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking Jermaine Dupri at all, and at least but he's a legend. But it's like people come to the city and take from us, and it's kind of like it goes under the radar. Like you know, uh, what's what's the dude name that's from here? He did the that Kevin Hart song, the um the Kevin Hart Trey song song. Um, that's on yeah. that that's actually the dude that made the beat is from Baltimore. His name's Jay Oliver. Right. Um, shout out to him. He kind of was a dick one of the times that I seen him, but that was only because I was asking. He was trying to sell Morgan State tickets for that when Melo and them was up there oh, that yeah. one time. And uh, I was like, is it free? He was like, hell no, it ain't free. I was like, well, fuck it then. Shit. But, uh, but like, that's one of the things. That's one of the things that, you know, I, I just hope that we get, I just hope we get more um, appreciation of our music outside of, you know. Honestly, I believe a lot of people look at Baltimore as just being this underground, ratchet, place that just don't do nothing but kill. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I mean, even though that is the norm. I mean, I wouldn't say the norm, but it is known. That's what we're known for. But honestly, like club mix, a lot of people, they know it's Baltimore club mix, but they they don't want to really recognize it as going out. Like you said, when Jersey, they take the beat and they do a little little fast beat and make it to the point where they can dance to it then they start yeah it's really weird yo it is is. I I wanna say my brother was in college or something like that and they they had the Wu-Tang dance do you remember that remember hearing about like a Wu-Tang dance they go like this and it's it's kinda like the Dirty Bird and shit like that but it was like I was like Jersey Club and it's like that don't even sound right it don't even sound right from where we grew up Correct. So it's like kind of it's kind of weird, but that kind of pissed me off when I seen that joint on IG and they was like, "Oh, Jersey nigga, Jersey nigga's nothing. That's a Baltimore yeah. sound, my nigga." Like, I mean, you had some Baltimore dancing legends there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dancing Brandon. You had King Kai. Um. Oh, uh, you had uh, BZ. Oh, Lord, who's BZ? The B Easy guy, the little B Easy guy. Uh, BZ. His name was uh. His real name is like Brand, Brian or Brandon's. I, I, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but uh, he was from uh, Northeast Baltimore. Like He went to Cardinal Shane and everything. Mm. Um, Dancing Brandon, uh, he was, everybody knew Dancing Brandon with the dreads. Uh-huh. When he had the little dreads, little lifing guy, mm-hmm. he would dance. Everybody knew King Kai when he had the dreads. And they would, like, and this is when, like, Club music was really like known. Mm-hmm. Like people don't. As we got older, we faded away from it. Mm-hmm. But when it was like everybody Ride knew about it, and they Bringing actually the had, yeah, and they actually had uh, dance uh, club dance competitions. I remember to, those. Like, and it would be dress. Yeah, it would be a dress. King of Baltimore. Yeah, and that's when like people would really audition, go out there and. People would hold crowns like, oh, I'm the king of Baltimore this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's when, when, that's when club music 
was really that. You know, the dancing aspect of it. We got older. A lot of people can't do the moves no more. But nah, nigga can't move like that. No nah, more. nah. That's why you get older, you start doing two steps and shit like yeah. that because your body can't handle. But bringing that to the two step, yeah. That's like uh, even though it's a Gucci thong on deck, but no matter what you do, when that thong comes on, you're going to get a yeah. two step. I ain't lying, bro. I've been trying to. I've been working on that shit. Cause I'm I, guilty of it. Yeah, you are. At man. my wedding, that's, that yeah. was on my drop. Some boy, we kept, we kept that thing. I like that. It was yeah, nice. Did. People was not expecting that. But you know what? You know what's crazy? If you do that outside of Baltimore, they appreciate that dance so fucking to much. the point that they start doing. Yeah, that. it yeah. is. A, it's an amazing thing to see. Like. Um, I don't remember where the fuck I was and I did that shit. I want to say I was like down south. I might have been in North Carolina. I, I don't know. Or in Miami or something like that. But I did this shit and they just was watching like, what the fuck are you doing? But that shit hard. But when like, you think about it, the two-step can go to really any beat it does. if you if you know how to do it. Yeah, and then you pace it correctly. And then you add your own little stuff to it. Like, you people go from the two-step down to, like, all right, you got the two-step. Then from there, you got the bird flu. Yeah. You got that, the avenue. Avenues is an, uh, an elaborate. Yeah, I mean, What's the joint with the motorcycle? I'll be doing that joint. I did that joint in Tampa. The, uh, the, um... Ah, money ass. Oh, the money man. Yeah, that joint. I be doing that. Yeah. I like that dance. It's yeah. it's cup. It's simple shit, but it's like one of them things. It's like it, when you think about it, all these dances that people have came up with. It's like just a. It's like you could say the avenue. People doing the avenue. It's like they can do anything, and then they just go into it. So it's like one of them dances where everybody just do, and everybody just. Got different variations of how they do it, and then they make up a name to go with it. Mm-hmm. But they like the prominent dancers. Here you got the Avenue, uh, the Money Man dance. That's on hard, bro. Seven sixteen right now in Baltimore. Um, so like, let's see, let's see. We can go. Let's talk about Baltimore radio. Which at this well, point, all we have is ninety two Q. Uh, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. we had it wasn't the, like when we when we was growing up. You had a the V103. Big Fat Morning Show. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, with Mark Clark. Uh, now, I mean, in the morning you got a uh, Ricky, Ricky Smiley, Smiley, but after that, is not you fun. got a uh, no offense, but I'm not a Ricky Smiley. You fan. got the the um because I think because that's they're not from here, mm-hmm. so it, it you really don't get the full. Ah, Baltimore radio until yeah. later in the uh, afternoon or evening when they doing a five o'clock ride mm-hmm. with uh all of my uh squirrel wide and all of them. Oh, that is what I wanted to say. I touched on this on Hilda's grandchildren. Dummy. <laughs> Dummy. That is oh. okay, I'm I'm gonna give y'all a background. <laughs> Around here in Baltimore, that is like a catchphrase. And uh, we talked about it. Like, I'm on my way, dummy. Fuck it is, dummy. You know, shout out to Yeah, dummy can't go into anything. But like, explain that. Like, because when I I hear, I cringe personally because I think it just sounds so stupid. But Yeah, I mean, if you're not used to it, it's going to catch you off guard. But like, that's just how 
in Baltimore, like it's just one of them slangs that people are accustomed to, and everybody know it. Like dummy is the Yoda us, yeah, in Baltimore, like which is crazy. Like a lot of people, you know, I I like to compare us to when because we travel, so like it's like one of them things. Like when I go out of town, the first thing people are like, yo, you use Yo a lot. And y'all, y'all niggas say yo over there. Y'all use yo for everything. I mean, that's just that's that's the culture here. The culture here is yo or and like the newer generation, the dummy is <laughs> it's not disrespectful at all the way they're using it. But they'll use it like fuck it is dummy. Fuck you doing stupid like and like a lot of people don't know like it's it's really not bad at all. It's just you know a way to say what's up. In a, in a sense, like every every city has something like that, and that's just for us. We have that. Yeah, um, fuck it is, dummy. Hey, dummy. It's just it something. It just comes off that you you don't really get mad at it. It's just like okay, I know he ain't calling me dumb. Yeah, he don't mean nothing by yeah, it. You feel me? So um, what about artists that from here? <laughs> um, Two things. I'm giving. We're gonna layer this question. Artists that are from here that have. From when you were growing up, like you know, uh, let's see, like when growing up, we had what Tim Trees, yeah, Drew Hill, mm-hmm. uh, Mario, oh lord, uh, Paula Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, oh, it was so many of them, but that was like music back in the day that you can really listen to now. Mm-hmm. So, what about like the the newer generation of music from Baltimore, like the newer you, generation of Baltimore. What is your take uh, on that? Would you listen to that? Do you listen to I do. That? I'm not even gonna lie. I listen to it, even though most of it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Or you know, they all talking about the same thing being in Baltimore. But I listen to it. I mean, well, you got what? YGG Tay. Got uh, rest in peace, though. Rest in peace, the scooter. Uh, I wouldn't say he really put Baltimore on the map, but he kind of brought it back up, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody appreciated him. Smash. You know, yeah, you had Smash. Uh, this is a G Glock, I think was his name. Something Glock. Then you got, you got Peso the Mafia now. That's the Money Man. You got Scola. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Scola, man. Shout out to all of them. Um. It's kind of dope to have someone from Baltimore actually doing something. Um, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of their music, but I'm one of them people, like, no matter if I'm a fan or not, I'll support you to a certain degree um, because I like what you're doing, and it's positive. And um, it's just one of them things, like, you know, he's he's doing a, a really good thing. I just want the kid to rap yeah, some really, uh He kind of, like... You know, took over for for Scooter that they passed. I mean, not saying that you know he wasn't doing nothing before Scooter passed. You know, got killed, but he kind of like put you know YBS kept him on the map. You yeah. know, not letting his you know Scooter legacy die. You know, yeah. he been he he's been really keeping stuff going. You know, he been really networking. Signing yeah, meat. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know like Chino rappers, but nah, Chino just a dirt bike guy, you know, yeah. twelve o'clock boys. 
You know. Yeah, I think he put out a put out a mixtape. It's interesting to see him do that. I guess it's a dream, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I can't knock him for that. But um, let's go into like what are the difference between Baltimore growing up in Baltimore City? Well, not so much growing up, just Baltimore City and Baltimore County in general. Like, what would you say is a difference between the two? Oh God, um. I would say the difference is the atmosphere a little bit. I would say it's not too too much difference, but I would say in the county it's more relaxed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where in the city it's like turned up twenty four seven. I yeah, it's 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 weird. Like, you know, you go out outside here right now and it's just chills versus you see so much traffic, not like car traffic, just like so much foot traffic in the city. The yeah, bright lights and just like it's always something going on. Like in the summertime, you always got your people's hanging outside. Excuse me, corner stores or. You I know, would say that in the city, there is a lot of mom and pop stores. In yeah, there. and that, everybody is all the Koreans. There's mama or, or pops, all yeah. of them. Like in the county. I can't speak on so much, nah, but all we got is Walgreens. Uh, <laughs> and in the city, you got village. Shout out to the Greek. In the city, you got it all. Like you got all them little mom and pop stores that you can get your loose ones from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why, I like, I I compare being in the city to like me going to New York and me constantly going back and forth to New York my whole life. That's that's the comfort I get. You feel me? Like like when I don't I don't venture in the city often. Like. To like chill and stuff like that. There's no point. I'm, there's nothing for me out there. But like when I go to New York, they're mom and pop stores. You know, they got the bodegas. Like, you know, they got little corner stores, Chinese food. Different things are in within walking distance. Right. Because it's like the only reason when I go to New York, I drive up there is because I have family in every different borough. Correct. So it's like one of them things that I need a car. But the average person in New York don't even really drive. For real, for real. Like, my aunts really don't drive up right. there. Like, um, I don't, I, no, no, I don't, no, I don't think. Especially my aunt that live in Brooklyn. She don't live too far from the Barclays. So right. when I go up there for concerts, which I do all my concerts in Brooklyn, I'll just park my car around her house and just walk. Right, you feel right. me? Because it's it's convenient. It's a convenience store right there, or right directly across the street from Barclays. It's an old Navy Target, uh, uh, Giants. What they call the Stop and Shop up there. Anything above Maryland, they call the Giants, um, Stop and Shop. Which Stop right. and Shop bought Giant. Um, shit. When I was like fourteen or fifteen. I mean, like and that. plus, the only only other difference that between the city and the county, I would say, well, in the city. Well, in the city, you got, like, the stores, you said. In the county, you got all the malls. Yeah. Only place in the city that you got is uh, Mondawmin in the city, really. Yeah. East Point really don't count, do it? Well, it don't count, but they consider that the county, though. They do? They do. Hmm. Hmm. Because it's close to the Essex. So, uh, I guess they consider that, like... Uh, uh, East Baltimore County. Uh, like Parkville and shit like that. Like how yeah. Parkville's Dean. Um, yeah. so, all right. Um, the final thing I, I really, I, I want to congratulate you. Like I said, I congratulated you on 
you know, being a newlywed and also your new position, um, finally achieving a dream of yours. Now, what what made you... Okay, t- first of all, you're telling me the profession that you're in now. Uh, I'm the boys, I'm the pigs, as y'all, <laughs> as, as everybody uh, puts it in Baltimore. Uh, five oh, but I'm 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 a deputy sheriff at uh, Baltimore City Courthouse. So uh, if you ever need to come down and see me, make for for a good thing. You know? <laughs> so um, what what made you want to be a, a police officer? Um, actually, <laughs> my wife reminds me all the time. Growing up, I really wasn't really fond of the cops, and I felt as though because being in the city, they used you know they pick with you. And stuff like that. But actually getting into the profession, it actually took for me to get arrested. And people might look at it like, wow, that's crazy. But it took for me going up to Uzo's on Bel Air Road. It used to be the joint. Uh, and my car had got broken into uh, along with several other cars. And the police came up. One of them was being a real asshole. It took for another officer to come up to me and, you know, really explain to me and talk to me about what's going on. And, you know, told me that he apologized for what happened and that he would write a report to internal affairs and things of that nature. Which, when you're younger, you think, oh, that's bullshit. But he actually did do that. So it took for what he did to actually... uh put in my mind frame that there are some good cops out there, which a lot of people don't like to hear, but it is. So therefore when he did that, uh, I still had to go to, uh, bookings, but after I got out, I got a letter from Baltimore city police saying that, you know, they apologize and things of that nature and so on and so forth. Uh, it started actually making me put into perspective that you feel me like, Maybe I could be the difference to other individuals, other citizens of Baltimore City or you know surrounding cities to you know just be that difference of what cops are and what they aren't so uh I wound up putting myself through a south sponsored academy out in Anne Arundel Community College, and there we really learned uh about community policing and you don't hear about that too much because of the shortage of police officers but uh it really put the aspect in me to when i got there to really learn about what being uh, being on both sides of the law so it made me look at it like okay being as a law enforcement which i don't really like saying law enforcement because it sounds bad but being a police officer or a sheriff rather than, you know, when you were a civilian. So it just, it, it makes you, you know, draw that line and just make you think about everything on both aspects, you know, as far as like everything that's going on. Uh, I don't have conversations with a lot of people about certain stuff because a lot of people are not open-minded when it comes down to Things that have been happening as far as the civil rights and things of that of people's civil rights. Now, don't get me wrong. I do not condone on any level uh, the stuff that has been going on to unarmed or just unjustifi- unjustifiable 
uh, killings that's been going on because they are scared or they just don't know what to do. You know, that, no, that's not cool on any, but when you have uh, people with guns pointed at police officers and they shooting, I mean, you know, <clears throat> it makes you have to open your eyes to really think, like, is this what it's really about right now? You know, because at the end of the day, I'm going to go home to my family just like you want to go home to your family. So it makes you put, you know, put yourself in aspect of, you know, what do you really want? So, um, so, uh, okay, so, um, with you being a, a cop now, do you see a difference in people? Like, Initially, when you told people that you wanted to be a cop or when they found out you were a cop, like, did you see any changes with anybody? That's one question. And then my next question um, that I'm going to give you all, all at once. Um, my next question is, do you do you feel like you're able to make a change within the system? For people being a cop? Uh, the first question is when I first told people. Uh, to answer your first question, when I first told people when they found out that I was a uh, police, it was to um, it was a couple people, you know, kind of frowned at know that oh, why you want to be that. Uh, you're going to be like the rest of them out here, this, that, and the third. Um, I took it, okay. That's your personal opinion, you know. Not everybody is gonna feel that type of way, you know. Uh, it was wild. A lot of people actually was genuine about it. Like, oh man, you know, I wish you the best uh, in your career. Uh, just don't do anything that's outside the scope of the law. Um, as far as the system, it's it's, it's like one of those things that. It takes a lot to change, but um, me personally, I will try to change things within the system. You know what's going on, but <clears throat> that's one of those type of things where, like it, it comes together where the police has to try. You know, have to do what they do, and as citizens and civilians, you have to do what you have to do. Meet in the common, you know, meet in the middle of the common ground, and try to change it for the better. The system is going to stay the system as long as we have stuff that's going on right now. Mm. You know, all these murders, like, it's crazy. In Baltimore City alone, we're over 300 murders. And we still got the rest of November and all of December. So when you really think about it, statistics are showing that you damn near had a murder a day right now. So that's basically 365 murders. You know, it's, it's crazy. In 10, 10, 11 months. Yes. It's literally damn near like, two murders a, a day. Kind of averaging out to that. Um, do you see, do you want to move up? Like, what is your ultimate goal being? Uh, uh, my ultimate officer? goal is, uh, of course, to learn uh, everything I can learn because policing is, it is an evolving field. So it's not one of those type of things where you learn it and you'll just know it. 
we do go through in-service every year, you know, based on uh, things that have happened. And it's sad to say that uh, certain situations have to, t- you know, certain situations take place or had to take place for things to change within the way we police. Uh, so with that being said, um, I would really, my ultimate goal is to uh, be a homicide detective. Really? Uh, it is. Uh, for some reason, I just, I don't, and I don't want people to think oh, I want to be a homicide detective uh, for people's dying. I mean, of course, homicide is of that, but it's one of those type of things where it 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 keeps you on your toes. It's like one of those puzzle type of things. You know, yep. you got to piece puzzles, solving things of what's going together, learning uh, how people think. Just, you know, watching those shows. It is some shows out there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot of people think First 48 is fake. Uh, First 48 is a real show. I don't know uh, why people think that. Because a lot of people think on TV. Because a lot of people look and policing and with things that go on on TV is way different from how they go on on the street. Well, like when you hear somebody get shot and a police officer shoots somebody and they shoot them. Uh... Not in their arms or their legs. And you hear people say, oh, why didn't they shoot him in there? Because that's not what you're trained to do. You're trained to send a mass, right? Yes. Because, I mean, God forbid if I shoot you in your arm or I aim for your arm, it's a moving target. I miss it and I shoot. Hit somebody else. Uh, Aunt Tammy. And then. Oh, that's not a good one. Huh? Aunt Tammy. Oh, it's Okay, you didn't know. No, but, I mean, you know, you shoot someone and that goes bad then that's on you you know mm-hmm. where you know send a mask I know it's fucked up but that's what you know uh, majority of your vital organs are that's what all your vital organs yeah. are but send a mask is gonna stop it I know it sounds bad but hey bro uh, yeah it's your just life like, it is it's just one of those things that uh that you hear a lot but uh yeah huh? a homicide detective I really I, I watch all them shows yeah, I love those drones. Yeah, they are. They are very uh, educational. Each other. They're very it's educational. Yeah, you learn you you learn your friends from like stuff a like motherfucker. that. You know, um, you really learn your friends. Those niggas be snitching, <laughs> especially people, them niggas in Dade County. Them niggas be snitching like a motherfucker. Like, no offense, don't get. No, I like being out there in Miami, but when y'all when they go to Dade County or something like that, them niggas be telling. I'll be like, come on, man, stop telling. What you telling for? Yeah, uh, you get to the point where, like, all them shows, you be seeing that, and then you get the people that try to cover the crime up and don't know, you know, what that is. It's just crazy how, you know, people take TV and try to make their life revolve around Mm -hmm. how things go on TV. (laughs) All right, so in closing, man, any final thoughts on, you know, the city of Baltimore. I mean, I, I know you have a, a real care for them. Just you, you're helping the community out by, you know, being a cop at this point in your life. So, like, any like final words you really want to say to um, everybody? Any shout outs? Anything like that? Uh, shouting out my wife, Peppa, my son, Casey, you know, all the family, just all of you know, loyal friends. Um. Baltimore, just stay safe. It's crazy out here. 
Um, it's a great city to live in. As long as, you know, we do what we got to do. Stop the jealousy and the hate. Uh, I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that's going on now. Sucker shit. People want on. what other people have. And it can't be like that. You know, everybody got their own blessing. <laughs> I can't take your blessing because me taking your blessing don't mean it's going to work the same way for me that it worked for you. So, um, that's all I'm saying. Just stop the jealousy, the hate. Stay true to one another. Let's build each other up and get back to how it should be. Yeah. I, I do want to say, like, I say Baltimore County forever, but... I do go in the city. No, I'm not afraid to go in the city. Man, you got to come out the hub sometimes. Like, yeah. You know, I, we, me and Christian was just talking about the hub. She said she went to Eyeball. She was like, damn, nigga, I should have went to the hub. <laughs> I love the hub. Their wings are on point. I celebrated my birthday in the hub. Yeah, holla at Julie. Get yeah. that drink. That you know strong Uh, You know, somebody tell Jolly that I'm good over east. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, he stay out, he stay out middle river somewhere. <laughs> Then somebody make sure they tell that nigga Jolly that. You hear me? And I'm good in Baltimore City. Um, but I just want to explain to y'all that this is the season. I'm sorry, series finale for season two preludes. I had so much fun doing this. I decided to do a mini series, just like I said, to make sure y'all y'all was good until I give y'all the five barrels of hip hop the season two. I'm in my bag. I'm I'm not playing. This is a different element. I personally have not seen a podcast do what I'm about to do. You feel me? Have it layered. I also encourage anybody that has a podcast at the moment or thinking about doing it, just do it. Do your research. Hit me up if you have any questions. I'm not doing it for you, like I said, on, I think, the first season prelude. But I'm always here. I'm, I'm down to help people. We're going to have fun this season. We're going to have some fun this motherfucking season. This is the end of a great mini series. I want to thank everybody. Kyle, thank you so much for doing this. Man, thank you for having me. Man, uh, pleasure. Shout out to the Cuzzles for doing the county version of this. The county side of things. Hilda's grandkids. Grandma Hilda, I love you, baby. Uh, Mama Bessie, I love you, baby. Thank you so much. Um, But... We're going to season two. We're going to start with Staten Island, a wonderful borough. I hope y'all ready. 716 in Baltimore part two is out right now. I couldn't put it up because, I mean, I put it up without sound because um, I was, Khaled is the day that he talked about blocking my blessing. But uh, I'm joking. I'm joking, Khaled. Um, but I couldn't put it up because, you know, copywriting and stuff. But when you watch it, just visionize, visionize, oh, visionize, uh, vision, envision, that is it. I'm not even editing that part out. But envision when me getting out the car, as soon as I get out the car, the Betty White interlude for DJ Khaled's, off of DJ, DJ Khaled's Grateful Album, just envision that along with the actual the actual footage that you see. And if you get that, then you get the whole thing. I got the world on my shoulders and we go from there. Um, thank you, man, for real. I shout out to James. Law have mercy. Mercy art. That man is a great, great photographer. 
Um, he makes great videos. I appreciate that, man, because any any treatment I've ever came up with, I bring it to him. He bring it to life. It's simple, you know. Thank you so much, man. Um, what else we had? Oh, season two, dog. I see y'all November 17th. We starting with the woo. We going into the 36 chambers. We going to the Shaolin. Shout out to OG Aleem. He on that first episode. That is probably the most... The the most knowledgeable episode I've ever done in all the episodes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that would be episode nine technically. If I'm not mistaken, if uh, yeah, I think it's nine. If it's ten, we'll celebrate it like it's ten. Thank y'all so much. This is City Views for season two preludes. Thank y'all so much. Season 2, 11-17, next week, Baltimore County forever.